Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. And welcome to No Church Answers. This is a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number 307. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globe, spin it Roberg. Not sure where you ended up spinning around fine Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And that is where we are. You know, we are not pastors. We're just regular guys, each on our own spiritual journey, working, meeting daily challenges, you know, just like you guys. But that's why we're here. We're having a Christian discussion for men that you typically can't have at work or whatever. But unlike others, we aren't taking church answers. And so we're so glad that you've joined us. This podcast has been called Deliberately Provocative, Unexpectedly Funny. So we're so glad that you've joined us. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and at NoChurchAnswers.com. So you can rate our podcast leave a review, and of course, it would not be possible, none of this, without your encouragement, prayers, and support. So thanks so much. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wish everybody, hey, happy Halloween! (laughs) Happy Halloween, and I'm going to, at this time, I'm going to just jump right in and uh, introduce the panel. He is a former world-class policy writer a professional gambler. He is the show producer. It's Mr. Steve Titch. Yo. It's Steve. He is a former prosecutor, an attorney, kind of the group historian. He's the judge, Michael Cropper. Oh, Mike. Mike. And with an excused absence, uh, taking care of his mother, though, this time. And we're we're praying for uh, Professor Koshu. So, Robert, we hope everything's going well uh, with your mother. My name is Bill Cox. I'm basically the host pretty much a contractor uh might be buy, buying a new uh, uh adventure here coming up so but who knows and you know as we're talking about halloween uh we're just gonna go ahead and change it up while we usually draw our podcast topics from a book that we're reading or a study guide this week we're going to be get more personal and talk about our attitudes about halloween and if you're a christian living in the northern or eastern part of the country Chances are you've never encountered a fellow believer with strong negative feelings about the day. In the South, however, you just might be so intrigued enough about this to kick it around a bit. Talk about our Halloween memories and traditions and whether there are proper and improper ways for Christians to mark um, October 31st. And dude, that is so topical. And when you brought that up... um, Yes, I definitely have strong feelings about it, but I wanted to defer to our show producer first, Steve Titch. So how do you celebrate Halloween? Halloween, I grew up in New York area. Uh, we Every Halloween was a kid's day. We dressed up in costumes. I remember going as Superman uh, a number of times. I must have been like nine, eight, nine, ten years old. Uh, you went around, rang neighbor's bells. Uh, we lived in a city neighborhood at the time. We moved to the suburbs. Same thing. It was, there was never, there was never any 
demonic or uh, evil or somehow unchristian or pagan association with this. We, 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 we had parties in school. We had parties in Catholic school. Uh, it, was, it was a fun day. It was a day to dress up and get treats. And growing up, it was a, it was a big fun day in our household as we grew up. And my son really took to it more than, more than I ever did. And he always wanted elaborate costumes. Uh, we made one year, we made a bender costume, uh, really from scratch with, with things we could find around. I used some guides on the, on the internet for it, but it involved things like tools and saws and measuring things. And I think this whole, whole Halloween experience got my son into working with his hands and working with tools and getting into design. He now does a lot of cosplay as a, uh, as, as a hobby, which uh, again, maybe we'll have another podcast about that because that apparently has some, some Christians in a, in well, their, their panties and twist. And you can see where I'm going with Halloween on this. <laughs> so, um, but it's really, uh, I, I've dressed up as an adult as Wolverine to get in the spirit with my kid Wolverine and the dude from the big Lebowski. I, I did a zombie in full makeup because the walking dead was, was big at the time. So, and, and we created a lot of family memories. So bottom line, it was a good day for families. We celebrated, we celebrated it, it, it as a family. We would have at church trunk or treats. It was, um, it was, it was, a, it was, there was nothing, there was nothing bad connoted with this holiday excellent uh michael cropper halloween with you yeah i i so as i grew older some of my friends would have a halloween party which i would go to and uh oh we would all go to we would all go to and um this usually consists of hot dogs cokes chips and candy of course we could dress if we wanted to but it, it was not cool at, at at my age 13 14 15 years old to put on a costume uh, so I didn't do that. However, after after a couple of years of the partying, folks, I decided I wanted to scare kids. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I put out speakers on the porch of my parents' house, right? And I would connect it to an amplifier inside the house, and I would either make scary noises through the microphone uh, <laughs> or, or I would play scary music through the uh, speakers. In fact, I went so far as to extend speakers out a hundred foot away into the trees and uh and and, and make sounds uh to to uh try to to oh gosh lift up and 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 make people really feel this was halloween and this is a great time of the year but anyway so uh i think steve mentioned this i'm not sure but i remember our elementary schools after some time started having events called fall festivals in which we could dress up in costumes and play games for candy and other trinkets. And that was to avoid calling it Halloween. And uh, I, uh, what did I think of Halloween? I did not really consider anything unusual about the day. Steve mentioned this. It seemed like just another holiday, another day to celebrate and have a party. Um, in fact, I compared it to Easter Christmas. I did not have a spiritual perspective at that time. When I did become a Christian, I would hear an occasional Christian say, we do not celebrate Halloween. We do not honor the devil. But I never thought twice about it because all I could remember was good times, right? And uh, my, my children, when my children grew old enough to walk, I took them trick-or-treating. 
and uh, we would put them in costumes and, and warn them not to be afraid of the goblins and ghosts when they were two or three years old because those scary-looking creatures were just other children dressed up as well. And we said that Halloween, again, was just another party day. Um, negative consequences, not consequences about young. Well, I did not see any real positive Christian influence from Halloween, but neither did I see any negative. <clears throat> Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it, Halloween really has changed. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But first of all, I want to go ahead and jump right into the um, scripture reading. First uh, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And also 1 Corinthians is fifteen fifty four through 56. When the perishable have been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with the immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death is has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Real quick, I just wanted to, uh, yes, mine was uh, Halloween back when I was a kid because I'm from a farm, but also up in Michigan. And I think this is a climate makes a huge difference. <clears throat> that time of year, we had fall festivals, and literally by Halloween, we were done picking corn. We were done baling hay. We were hunkering down, getting ready for the winter. So we had these things like fall festivals that everybody thinks were quaint because what, bobbing for apples? Well, yeah, of course we bob for apples because my, our neighbors had an apple orchard. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was it was because we were just being local people, okay? Now, what has changed? My daughter is basically goth. She loves Halloween. She celebrates Halloween like it's some awesome thing. And they make up. They're into the... Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, the satanic side and and looking that way. I'll, I'll Dude, I'll admit it. I, I thought I raised her well, but, I mean, apparently on this, maybe I missed the mark. But, and these kids, they don't care about life or history. Steve Titch, the show producer here, you people out of there, you better thank him, man. I knew nothing about nihilism until I was hosting the show Steve taught me about it. I see it in my own children, and it's unreal. And it's almost like Halloween is their New Year's. I'm actually I'm glad we we had somebody to mm-hmm. speak for this because I, I don't think uh, I, I think Robert would have been more aligned with us. Um, that yes, but but in in some cases, Bill, what I'm hearing is. My kids don't celebrate Halloween the way I did, and I did it in a very wholesome way. And, very true. Very, and, it's and, very true. And we don't know. Now, I don't know. I mean, from what I understand about goth, is goth real? First of all, I'll put this question to you right away. Is goth really Satan worship, or is it just a, a style of dress and it's makeup? Di- it's <laughs> styled to be shocking. 
And what the way I see it is, it's kind of escapism for people, for the ugly ducklings. They're not the they're not celebrated athletes. They're not the beautiful people. So they can be edgy, and mm-hmm. so so they can be shocking and edgy. They still everybody gets their uh, Andy Warhol. They're fifteen minutes mm-hmm. of fame. But how are you going to get it? But I never thought. Of, and when you brought this subject up, um, because Halloween, no big deal up where I'm from, and. It was wasn't until I was down here and my kids that the church start changed it to instead of Halloween. It was initially it was a Halloween. It became a fall festival, well, and good, Linda good. and Linda started turning kids away that had the axe in the head and the mm-hmm. stuff like that. She okay. turned them this away. This is this is. But let's 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 because I think you're hitting it where where can, where can this has a to be. Bit of a definition. And then, mind and then, okay. Well, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I do want to. I do want to answer this I'll and, wait, and segue ahead. to do this because because it sets some things up. One is that yes, um, the first time I encountered this idea of Halloween being something sinful was here, and in fact, it was encountered by my wife. My wife every year. One of our Halloween traditions has been she she's been to a lot of crafts and and paper design card design and stamps and so every fall for years she had a a little get together with her girlfriends where they'd have a halloween craft fest she comes into our abf our adult bible study group our discipleship group and basically says around this time of year says i'm having a halloween you know craft fest come to my house on such and such a day we'll have some cider and whatever and we'll just make some art cards and things like that and it kind of got a cricket response (laughs) from the group and a little later one of the other women in our abf uh pulled her aside and said there are people in this class who were offended by that because they don't celebrate halloween now what happened Exactly that. She changed it to Harvest Craft Fest. And the same people who were so offended came to that. Um, so, but, so, but now I'm where I'm going with this, and then I'll kick it over to Mike. No, go ahead, go is, ahead, that, go ahead, go ahead. is that I think, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll talk about this later, but I think this is something that's really only developed in the last few years because of social media. I think your daughter, Scoth, is in a reaction to that. Oh, suddenly all these people who, like my dad, who celebrated Halloween for years. Now, she probably didn't equate it to you, but my dad's friends who celebrated Halloween all their lives have decided there's something demonic about it. Well, I'll give them something to shock. Okay, Mike, I'll go to you. Okay, I was going to read the, uh, uh, the definition I have here, but I went to Wikipedia okay. for a moment, and it refers to people which you will identify mm-hmm. with automatically and understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say Gothic period uh, in time uh, included novels by Charles Dickens, works by Edgar Allan Poe, Nathaniel mm-hmm. Hawthorne, Dracula by Bram Stoker, Richard Marsh's The Beetle, and Robert Louis Stevenson's Strange Case of Dr. Mm-hmm. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So it has to do with dark writings, dark mysteries. Let me go back to the... Uh, uh, it's an attitude and a lifestyle we, we find among many of today's young people, but it manifests in a certain type or st- type of fashion and music that displays a dark attitude and outlook on life. And, uh, and then finally, gothic fiction, sometimes called gothic horror, 
is a loose literary aesthetic of fear and haunting. The name refers to Gothic architecture of the European Med mm -hmm. Middle Ages, which was characteristic of the settings of... This, but also I'd like to be careful about, and this is a mistake a lot of people our age makes, there's a difference between Gothic, which is what you're describing, and mm -hmm. Goth. Goth is derived, the reason they call it Goth, it's derived from Gothic. Yes, and oh, it is well, then, dark, then. and it is dark black, but it's not, it is not, I, I, I doubt... You're right. I, I, I doubt, in fact, I'm going to be bold here. I doubt your daughter has even read anything by Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, oh, no. Let, alone, let alone, let alone, let um, I would, alone. I would, I would not say that. She's a voracious reader. Oh, okay. I, all right. So I, I, I can't we'll say that. that but no, 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 but, I, don't but, I don't take that as a slight <laughs> at all. But I, I take that as indicative of this particular generation will take stuff and they will go to the nth degree um, with it uh, in in searching for something and i don't i don't remember me celebrating halloween like that it was a it was a, maybe a cool day i i really honestly i don't remember ever putting much effort into a costume before or after, I, all I really remember is it really symbolized to me getting dark early, <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm serious. And so uh, all of a sudden, all the daylight stuff that I needed to get done, <laughs> instead of having until seven <laughs> to get it done, I had to get it done at five thirty. Well, I, I, I do wind it back because it's not, it's not just the goth aspects and maybe there are well we can get to that maybe there are some aspects right. of Halloween we should be careful of it's not necessarily the goth aspects that are getting get people upset but let's wind it back a bit because this whole harvest stuff is really important what you're talking about Bill was exactly why I think Halloween developed because it was a harvest time it was a time where everything came in think that the days got longer it got darker um it was a time when things died. Your plants died, and then it would be, you know, your your life. It, it was the it was that they they don't call your retiring years your autumn years for nothing. Right. <laughs> it's right. and and so so we, we and, and Mike might have some more information. So even as even as a pagan thing, it right. developed out of this idea of of the end of the growing cycle and the coming of the winter. And so, you got anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, folks, a lot yeah, of... Mike. Steve has started off telling you about what he uh, he wrote notes to us regarding the format of our podcast today, which was great. Bill, did you want to go on a break? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and take our first take break. break. This right is right. No Church Answers. We will be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is No Church Answers, Podcast 307. We are talking about what 
Christians should think about Halloween. I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring Michael Cropper in on this. Okay, folks. Um, the history of Halloween, uh, it's a contraction of All Hallows' Eve, a holiday observed, of course, obvious folks, you know, October 31st, which will be this Tuesday, and it's the evening before All Saints' Day, or All Hallows' Day. The celebration marks the day before the Western Christian Feast of All Saints' And it initiates a season of All Hollow Tide. I had not heard of that. But anyway, it, which lasts three days and concludes with All Souls Day. In much of Europe and most of North America, observing Halloween is largely non-religious. But the three days of All Hollow Tide are still observed by Catholic and Orthodox churches and some Protestant churches. Okay. Halloween had its origins in the festival, and, and Steve started to mention this, I believe, of Samhain among the Celts of ancient Britain and Ireland. We do not have an exact date for the, for the beginning of the, uh, of the uh, celebration, but the earliest dates appear to buy, uh, go back before Christ. Uh, Samhain is a Gaelic festival on uh, November 1st, marking, as Steve said, the end of the harvest season. So there's a dying off of your crops because your life comes from your crops, right, Steve? And uh, um, the beginning of the winter or the darker half of the year, it's considered the beginning of a new year as well. Uh, most of us look at the beginning of a new year, what, in, uh, well, no, we celebrate in January 1st when it's cold, right, in winter. But it's, so, it's right after, I mean, you can talk about, it's right after the winter solstice, which the days yeah. start getting longer. Yeah. And so, so there is a there is a connection, and, and, a connection and New Year and New Year's was that was not even the Roman New Year, um, mm -hmm. it was the, uh, March first, I believe. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, folks, just pinch yourself. You get started going to sleep, and I'm going to pinch me all. <laughs> if you get started going. To <laughs> okay. So on the day of the festival, uh, which again this this turned out to be the day before November first. I think, you know, Samhain is a Gaelic festival on November 1st. My apologies. They would bring in herds of animals were returned to their stalls, whatever, barns, whatever, from the pasture, and land tenures would be renewed. And, of course, land tenures, folks, are agreements and arrangements between landowners and land users. So during the Samhain festival, the attendees would light bonfires on hilltops to ward off evil spirits. Now, those people believed that the souls of those who died would return to visit their homes they had lived in. Also, those who had died during the year were believed to journey to the underworld at this time. Uh, the bonfires also served as a source of fire to light the people's hearse for the winter coming. Now, their fear that the souls might return was so great, the people would sometimes wear masks and other dis disguises or costumes to avoid being recognized by the ghosts they thought would return. Eventually, the creatures they thought would appear grew in number and variety and included witches, hobgoblins, vampires, werewolves, and ghouls. Now, th this is where things start to change. In the 7th century, in the 600s, um, Pope Boniface IV established All Saints' Day originally on May 13th and in the following century, perhaps in an effort to supplant the pagan holiday with a Christian observance, he moved it to November 1st. And then the evening before All Saints Day became holy as well, what was called Hallowed Eve and thus contracted to Halloween. 
when large numbers of immigrants, including the Irish, moved to the United States beginning in the mid-1800s or 19th century, they brought their Halloween costumes. And in the 20th century, Halloween became one of the principal U.S. holidays, particularly among children. And to me, like Christmas and Easter, Halloween is highly commercialized now, <laughs> right? And it's just another day to party with costumes, foods, drinks, games, and candy. Bill or Steve? Steve. Well, to, uh, here's, I'm glad, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah. um, so <laughs> my, take, my takeaway in this is, you know, for, for those of you who want to take out the name Halloween and call it a harvest festival, you're really going back to when it was a pagan. The, <laughs> the yeah, church gave us Halloween. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just a plan, but okay. Let's let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about that real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, pagan and uh, church um, type of um, holidays. Okay, I don't have a problem calling Halloween a pagan holiday. I don't celebrate it. It's not. Yeah, meant, really it's don't. not meant to be to be to be spiritual. <laughs> you, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, people that put spirituality into Halloween are creating something that is not there. It might be something there for them. And and I can tell you, and and I hate to pick on my daughter, but I'm going to go ahead. She she doesn't listen anyway. She doesn't listen anyway. She doesn't listen anyway. <laughs> The thing about it is, she's not the only one. They, it's not, it's not just Halloween as a day. I don't want to say it's a month, but it's every bit of, of, of a frame of mind. Um, it's every bit of two weeks. It's like, I, and we're in Texas. So the weather is getting really good. There's the uh, Renaissance Festival that's around here. So these people, I mean, if they're, they might not, they might be satanic this week. They might be King Arthur next week. And, you know, and everybody had an English accent back then. Uh, whatever, you know, but, and it's, it really is the, the people that, and like the, <laughs> I hate, I and mean, I really hate to sound like a grumpy old man, and I think that's kind of where I'm going. The, but they put so much emphasis on stuff that just does not matter. Uh, Halloween, okay, go ahead and celebrate it, but don't change your life for it, and don't let it dictate your life either. So anyway. It is something that I've seen online. I'm looking online. It's good. I'll throw out credit to my Facebook page. There was a discussion on Facebook uh, one of my former colleagues brought it up, so it stimulated this idea for doing the podcast about this. But I think the 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 uh, one of the objections beyond the spiritual is should we even be spending time with this? Is this even worth the time, or should we be doing other things as Christians? Well, you know, I I don't like to get down this line of what you should be spending your time doing as a Christian. Um, I, I, but but let's look at the scripture I, that that we pulled out. We pulled out Philippians, which is think on whatever is true noble right pure admirable that the halloween season may you know seems to detract from that because you're thinking about dark things you're thinking about goblins zombies monsters ghosts uh it, it's a it's a, it's a and and you know you watch horror movies and so you might say you're you're running a little bit counter to that uh well there's a difference between entertaining yourself 
and making yourself better, refining mm-hmm. yourself. And there's there's times when you are out there trying to make yourself better and and really really honing your skills and being awesome. And there's other times that you're just kind of being a goofball and uh, you just want to entertain yourself. Yeah, well, but some mm-hmm. but but the thing about it is honestly especially with with the group that my daughter hangs with it's it's flipped that stuff is that kind of stuff is extremely important to them but, but let me, okay and I can't I can't speak to that I, I other than you know I maybe they put too much emphasis on it or you know I it's but but let, this is what the other the counter the counter scripture and I think this is what this is what People, if I'm going to give some Christians, uh, you know, who, who are ambivalent about Halloween something to think about, because part part and parcel of those harvest festivals was, you know, confronting mortality. Absolutely. And, 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 and kind of laughing in its face in some, in some level, or, you know, showing the departed to their way to the, to the afterlife, all those things you mentioned. Paul wrote, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Where is your victory? Uh, death is defeated. Death in, in Christianity, we took it. We, we took it up a degree. Death is defeated. Death is not to be feared. Death, we can put on a mask, make up, and you know, thumb our noses at death because that's what our Savior has done for us. We don't. We, we don't have to be afraid of this. Now we are because we're humans. But Halloween, in, in, even before Christianity, was a time to make fun of your fear. You know, try to, try to get your, 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 your fears wrapped around the idea and we're going to laugh at it. We're going to mock death. We're going to mock the, the spirits because, uh, because we're going to put them in their place. And, and along comes Christ who does this for real. So why as Christ, why should we not as Christians take a day and laugh at the forces of darkness? Point and laugh. You well, lose. Okay. You lose. Okay. okay. Folks, I see this as a similar to a podcast we did in January called Can We Watch Horror, horror movies? movies, right? <laughs> yeah. There is an absolute mm-hmm. link with this. Mm-hmm. Folks, and one of the few of the questions I asked, and Steve led us on that one as well, um, is is as Christians, as born again Christians, with the Holy Spirit living in us and guiding and guiding us and leading us, okay, do we have to only attend Christian schools? Can we can we not go to public schools? Uh, do we have to homeschool our children, prevent them from socializing with non-Christian children? Uh, do we not participate in sports unless it's through our Christian schools? Do we watch only Christian networks on TV or listen to only Christian music mm-hmm. on our radio, folks? Uh, and we do not watch shows unless they're based on Christian principles. We ask ourselves, I'm going to tell you, no. We are in the world. Paul said that. We are in the world. Just don't be of the world. But is celebrating a party or having a party with the Halloween uh, being part of the world? I don't think so, folks. Because you look for every opportunity you can to present Christ. And you're not going to be able to do that unless you get out with the world. Mm-hmm. Paul says, I will do anything I can. I will be something to everybody 
so that I can present the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think the the big difference with uh, me uh, and what the rest of you guys have been talking about Halloween is this. <clears throat> because I was a DJ for many years, um, you'd have, um, back in the uh, 90s, you had these things called raves. And what raves they were... They still have them. Well they, well, they have them, but they aren't as cool as they were. <laughs> Another old man complained here. Those <laughs> right. raves weren't as good as mine. Well, uh, the, ones, the ones I did were off the hook. <clears throat> but it would pop up in a abandoned warehouse. My boss would call me, page me. Actually, I'd take my van, my sub cabinet, pop up, <clears throat> do the just the most killer party. It'd go from 1 in the morning till 5 in the morning and then leave with cash money in my hand. And it was awesome. It was, it was, uh, uh, it was edgy. It was different. Okay. It kind of caught on. And then what'd you end up doing? It's not really a rave. It's kind of a late night party in a big building. They charge. They have door door fees. It's not as edgy as it was. It gets co-opted. And it gets changed over time. And you know what? It loses its meaning. Same thing with Halloween. That I, I am absolutely convinced, and I, I was listening to what Mike said, and he had a lot there on the history. For me, it was a harvest festival. And it really was shutting down, shutting down the farm. We harvested... And then in a few weeks, we're going to have Thanksgiving, and we were going to stuff ourselves, and we were going to hibernate like bears for the next couple of months. That's kind of what it meant to us. But being in a different climate, I think, is different, has made it different. But also, definitely my children's attitudes they're I, I i hate to say it matt they are just natalie and her friends are just not basically not reverent about anything and it is sad maybe sometimes they will i don't know i mean i can't make them but i mean and that is kind of i see the evolution of halloween i don't put much stock in it necessarily as a holiday Call it a fall festival or whatever. I won't be in a, I won't be in a costume. <laughs> it is what it is. It's just not a big deal to me. We're just gonna go around and the fellas to get some uh, some final uh, thoughts from them. Before we do that, before I do that, let me say this. Uh, you mentioned goth earlier. My daughter was into goth. Okay, now get this. Okay, I didn't know it. She went to school after I went to work. Her mother would buy her the black clothes and whatever to dress up to associate with those people who were right. in golf. And she did it because they weren't picked on. The girls back then, it was they looked at it as dark. They looked at it as fearsome. And, and of course, this is what we were talking about, that the, the, the image of Halloween has been in the past. But one day... My brother, who, uh, pardon me, my son was in the Army. He joined the Army band, and he sent me a, an email. He says, Dad, look at your daughter here. And he had a picture of her from Facebook with the Goss images and everything. And I liked to blew the ceiling out of the house. 
I didn't know she was doing this. Okay? But, and I went to her and I yelled at her mother too, not to say the, the least, but she came around. Not only did she go back to serving Christ, she also married a Christian. And I was thrilled to death with that. So sometimes, Bill, you have to you have to say, Lord, right. I put it in your hands and, and I cannot worry about it, right? Oh, and absolutely. Right? That is not, honestly, it's not a deal breaker at all to me. It's just, okay. a, it's just an observation, um, you know, and uh, so. Okay. Anyway. So we have, let, me, let me go ahead now, if you don't mind. Folks, as we just mentioned to you, Halloween's a time when the children come to our house dressed as many imaginary creatures. While the, uh, the past and our, our, our um, traditional methods or, or, or costumes were zombies, ghosts, witches, skeletons, whatever, many kids now come as Thor, Iron Man, Spider-Man, or other Marvel characters, which I admire. <laughs> the good news is that the Marvel characters represent good and heroic figures, right? They fight for what is good. However, Halloween by itself does not necessarily benefit Christ, unless uh, we somehow share Jesus of our faith. So, as we've already mentioned, many of our churches, and our church, by the way, folks, will celebrate uh, a harvest festival. They will have a party to, to uh, open the door for children to come and play games and win prizes and get candy, uh, as if it were Halloween, but they will not call it Halloween. I think right, Steve said absolutely. That, right? Absolutely, and Bill said that, too. So... Practical advice, folks. I'm going to tell you, uh, we didn't talk about this at all, but Halloween is a night of parties, and it occurs just one time a year. People drink, people drive, which makes traveling a little more dangerous than the other normal nights during the week in this case. Spirit worshipers, devil worshipers, and witches all celebrate this event, but that's not where I'm going with it. You may believe that this category of people are nothing to worry about, but they also have parties. So, also, and possibly they ingest drugs and hallucinogens. <laughs> oh you don't have to <laughs> all right, all right, 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 which yeah, affect their right. ability to understand reality. Right. Uh, and and by the way, and and they don't not just them do it either, folks. So don't <laughs> let me don't let me miss you lead you into telling you all oh, these people are are the bad people. This I is a Christian the, podcast, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm headed that way. I believe that people subject themselves to violent games or movies can also be dangerous. And, uh, and anyway, so, folks, many murders have occurred and resulted from people who claim they hear voices in their head which tell them to hurt or to kill the victim. Anyway, folks, uh, here's, here's my practical advice to you. I recommend that you do not go out on Halloween unless you have to. <laughs> <laughs> However, we all like parties, and if you got to go to a party, Avoid known crime areas and be careful and be safe and drive safe. If you must drive, be aware of the other drivers around you, what they are doing. And if you must walk anywhere, do not go behind buildings or, or dark alleys and stay with crowds of people. All right. That's it, Bill. Steve Titch. Well, I, I think your advice is, is terrific. And, and a lot of it comes down to how you celebrate the holiday. I don't think the holiday is inherently evil or sinful i think just like everything it can be used improperly it's also an opportunity to get to know your neighbors to engage in some charity to you know, to to you know, you're giving out good there's a lot of goodwill to it um i i, I will end with a caution because yeah as you could tell i'm the guy who's kind of the most loose on it 
Um, in many ways, I, I think this anti-Halloween stuff started because, of, you know, in social media. I don't remember any of it growing up about, you know, the demonics. Yeah, that, that some, I, I have not heard about any Wiccan or Satanist who treats Halloween like we do Easter. The high holiday. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, I think, I, in fact, I was a big fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. One of the in-jokes on Buffy was that that was the night all the evil creatures took off because it was, quote, amateur hour. They didn't do anything that night. Uh, so, um, But uh, to, to get back a little bit on track here, I'd say as a Christian, if, if certainly stick to your principles, but beware of just being countercultural for the sake of being countercultural. And I think this is why I bring in social media. Oh, I'm going to decide, you know, everybody's enjoying Halloween. I'm going to decide that it's anti-Christian. <laughs> you know, it's the, you know, we see it with Disney movies. We see it with any trend that just seems to be, you know, it activates that, that puritanical uh, idea that H.L. H. L. Mencken said the, the sneaking suspicion that someone somewhere is having a good time. Um, and, and so uh, be wary of just being against something because everybody else seems, everybody else in your age group or uh, a little religious denomination or sub-denomination seems to be against it. You got to pile on. Uh, just like we're saying, make up your own mind about about Halloween and holidays. Make up your own mind about this, and it it can uh, it's always be a bit of fun time. And uh, we've done you know some some monster makeup and some horror stuff, but we've never really no we I'm not even going to condition it. We've never associated it with something satanic or evil. And I'm going to let me add to that real quick. What Steve said is fantastic. I had that written down elsewhere, and I broke my notes apart, folks. Uh, I know not only give candy to the children that come to the door. Hopefully, we'll get to meet their family. But I send candy out to their parents if they're out on the sidewalk oh, nice. too, folks. Because I'm hoping one day, exactly what Steve said, I'm hoping for the opportunity to talk to them and meet them one day. Bill, excellent, and uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, this is No Church Answers, and once again, we really appreciate all our sponsors and supporters. And on behalf of uh, our producer, Mr. Steve Tisch, Michael Cropper, my name is Bill Cox. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Please rate it and leave a review. And if you have any questions or comment, you go to the Facebook page or NoChurchAnswers.com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service it's on Facebook, YouTube, and SugarlandBaptist.org and starts Sundays at 9.45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only, and if there isn't one, you can start one. And don't take any church answers. Happy Halloween. You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content. 